0: Hi everyone and welcome to Masha and the Dogs. I am Masha and we are here to talk about dogs. What else is new? Um, I am super thrilled today. I have another, um, I always say this on my podcast, I said this in the last episode, I say I have another exciting guest, but I am excited. I'm genuinely always excited to have um, these lovely people join me in my podcast. And today I have Becca, say hi Becca. Hi everyone. And uh, I'm super, super thrilled that she's here. She graciously agreed to um, come on the podcast and talk about her amazing dog. Um, but before we kind of jump into that, Becca, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us, tell us a bit about who you are?
1: Yeah, um, thanks so much for having me. I'm also very excited to be talking about dogs today. <laughs> Um so my name is Becca. I'm a junior graphic designer in KW and I have, I actually have the pleasure of working with Maria virtually for now. So that's super awesome and I yeah, I'm obviously super passionate about animals. Um specifically, my cat Loki and my puppy Odin. Um so I'm definitely a dog and a cat person and uh I I think I, yeah, I love the outdoors. I enjoy some nerdy board games, and I pretty much just like any like fun physical activity, really.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, So you joined our, our team where I work too, like pretty, pretty recently. But I feel like I almost have to retitle my podcast to be like the dogs of like the company I, we work for because there's so many people. <laughs> but that's... And-
1: Possibly new, upcoming people from the company with 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 dogs.
0: Yeah, for sure. But you know, you have a a good team when everybody on your team loves dogs so much and want to talk about them. So that's for that's sure. Amazing. Yeah. Um. And so, tell us a little bit about the dog that you have. I mean, I love that you're a dog and a cat person. Cats are also great. Personally, I love them and find them absolutely hilarious. But. <laughs> This is a dog-focused podcast, so.
1: <laughs> yes, we're focusing on Odin t- uh, today. So, yeah, Odin is my seven-month-old purebred German Shepherd puppy. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, he is a massive boy. Um, And actually, his mom was all, she had all black fur. And then his dad had, like, the classic kind of tan uh, German Shepherd markings. So he's this like majestic blend of this like really dark body fur with like pretty much an entirely black face and just like massive pointy ears that I hope he never fully grows into because I've come to just love them so much. It's always like the first thing that people notice about him. They're always just like, oh my gosh, his ears. I am like, I know.
0: That's amazing. His little, his little
1: antennas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're really cute. But yeah, he's around 85 pounds right now, I think. So he's definitely going to be, he's going to be a big boy. Um, but yeah, super cute. Um, also giant, giant paws. Like they most closely resemble what I imagine like gargoyle feet would resemble because I can literally hold his paw like I would my husband's hand. And (sighs) He he lets me do it, so I hundred percent do it.
0: <laughs> nice, um, that's that's amazing. So like when you hold when you hold his paw, does your husband get a little bit jealous? He's like me and and the guy that you told me not to worry about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that meme but the guy's just like meme mugging you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I you're gonna tell us a little bit about um Odin's uh, origin story, of course, but. Can you please tell us about his name? Because, I mean, I think you have a little bit of a theme going there with Loki and Odin. But do tell us how you settled on Odin.
1: We do. So we settled, like, we knew there was going to be a theme with pets' names. And we actually had the pet name picked out before we actually got Odin. Uh So really, when we were searching for a puppy, me and my husband would always ask each other, like, is he our Odin? Like, we were always looking for, like, the one. So, I mean, technically Odin is, uh, I believe the mythology is like the god of war. Yeah. And so he he really is not, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> say he like lives up to his name, but he's very regal looking. So I think in that sense, it suits him. And I like that we can call him Odie for short sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's really cute. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so tell us, um, um, I guess you kind of you already sort of painted a picture of Odin for us, which you did a great job, by the way. Thank you. I feel like I could really… You're welcome. I could just see
1: it's, him. I'm a visual person, so I like to be descriptive.
0: Yes. Um. So tell us the origin story. How did he – Um. I feel like maybe it's kind of appropriate with like – I know they're based on like mythological creatures, but also there's a nod to Marvel there, I feel. So tell us the origin story. <laughs>
1: yeah so we got odie when he was around like two months old or maybe a little bit older so we really haven't had him for that long but um me and my husband had always planned to get a dog and when we moved into our first house we were like oh it's kind of small we don't really have a yard so like let's wait a bit and then long story short i mean pandemic happened and the housing market exploded And we realized that we probably weren't going to be able to move and like upgrade and move for a long time. And we didn't really want to wait that long. So we started looking and our plan was always to adopt from a shelter or like rescue a dog, I guess. Uh, We had adopted both of our cats from shelters and like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. just it was always like our first choice. So I think we were looking for probably close to a year, I want to say. Wow. Um, we were looking at, like, shelters in the area. I didn't really go much farther than Toronto, but we did apply to some places in Toronto. And the gist of it was that we just, like, did not qualify for any dog. Like, uh, we didn't have a specific breed or size or anything that we were applying for. Um, we were kind of open to everything, but because we didn't have a fenced backyard and we had another small animal in the house. Right. Right. We just, we were rejected for, like, everything. So it was really, like, hard and sad. And, like, we kind of just gave up after a while.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then my husband started doing um, some training at work with the canine officers and, like, their handlers. So cool. And as you, yeah, as you know, like, they're mostly German shepherds. <laughs> um, so he um, worked with them for a bit, like, on his off time. And then we kind of just were like researching the breed and we were looking at maybe, um, like, I didn't know much about them other than I knew that they were kind of like a working line and like really Mm -hmm. trainable and all that stuff. But I didn't really know like what it required. So we were kind of researching like, okay, what are they like as a family pet or around kids or like how much mental and physical stimulation do they need to have a good lifestyle or happy life? Um, and yeah, I, I kind of realized that, um, they don't necessarily need like a big house or like a big yard to be Mm -hmm. happy or, you know, stimulated enough. And especially we text, we talked to some other friends that had German shepherds or like just larger dogs. And they kind of just reassured us that it's kind of like, you have to make adjustments for sure, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: it's definitely doable. Like people have dogs in smaller places. Yeah. So that kind of like sparked the classic, okay, I'm going to go online and (laughs) just see if there's German shepherd puppies around, because now I'm kind of like, we're both kind of fallen in love with the idea of having this type of dog. Right. And um, if I had my time back, I a hundred percent would have researched the breeders more and like really researched more about like the genetics of the dog and stuff. But we did get really lucky with the dog that we got based on the, like, not so much research. It was definitely the, I found a picture, (laughs) I saw his face, I showed it to my (laughs) husband, and we were like, we got to meet him. (laughs) So (laughs) that's totally what happened. And then it was, it was a, like a family, it was a family that had bred their family dogs. So Mm -hmm. we went and we met both of like the parents and the puppies and they were just so sweet and like especially the mom like I feel like most moms are pretty protective of their puppies but she just like came over and she was like letting me pet her and she was playing with us and the puppies and we were like taking the puppies up and everything and that kind of just was it and then we took him home and yeah now he's here that's
0: that's amazing so yeah definitely like common theme that I've heard from people that you know have come on the podcast is that when they saw their dog for the first time whether it was at the shelter at the breeder a picture on the internet they like knew that that was going to be their dog I don't know there's like a connection that happens right where you're just like that's it this my baby he coming home I know with me.
1: <laughs> and like it was tough because we looked at so many dogs online and like actually because of COVID we couldn't meet many of them in person mm-hmm. but like He was one where it just, like, like stuck in my head. Like, of course, I fell in love with other pictures of dogs, too, but it was, like, my brain was telling me that, like, you you have to at least go meet him to, like, make sure, you know? But, yeah. yeah, it's so funny that most people have that reaction.
0: And it's interesting that you were, like, not approved for, like, the other dogs because you didn't have a fence yard because I live um, in a condo in downtown Toronto. We don't have a lot of space, and there's a lot of big dogs that live in the buildings here, um, you know, whether it's, like, a Golden Retriever or a Golden Doodle, German Shepherd, like, there's also a lot of Dobermans around recently and yeah, I can't tell you that they're not happy. Like, I mean, granted, I see these people outside all of the time. Like anytime I go outside, it seems they're also outside and doesn't matter <laughs> what the weather is. They're just like yeah. out there with their dog.
1: <laughs> That's definitely what uh, we're like
0: now. <laughs> but you can do it, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely possible.
1: For sure. And I think like, I really respect, that with COVID, I, I feel like they were probably making the qualifications a little stricter. And I think it was the combination of the not fenced yard and we have another small animal in the house. So like mm-hmm. if we didn't have if we didn't meet one expectation, we didn't or like we had the other. But yeah, I I now from experience too, like you can for sure do it. You just have to make adjustments and like especially like okay, when they're a puppy you can't just let them out in the backyard. Like you gotta go out with them. But yeah. after a while, like honestly, you get used to it, and it's nice going outside. Like you you look forward to it, and like even in the morning now, like, well look at the sunset, and Od- Odin will be doing his business, and that's our routine.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, you definitely get used to it. I mean, there are still times where it's like minus twenty and yeah, like super windy. But, you know, in those cases, at least you're not there out there alone. You have your dog to keep your company and, and partake in misery with you. So
1: yeah, exactly.
0: All right. So um, awesome that, you know, you were able to finally find Odin and he came into your life and it was you had a connection with him. So I know you haven't had him for that long, but it kind of. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's already had a, a very profound impact on your life. So I'm excited to hear about what kind of makes him your hero. <laughs>
1: yeah. He uh, he is definitely – I think, like, in my mind, definitely he has a lot of great qualities. But I think his best quality is that I think that he makes me, like, a better person. He mm. He, like, challenges me in ways that I didn't really expect. And, like, I grew up with dogs, too, but never – this type of dog um and so I think he makes me appreciate like um small things in a new way um which is like yeah I I never really expected that and I de- yeah I definitely can't say that going through like the puppy stage especially like the first few months is easy and like I feel like really we're kind of just coming out of that stage now like we're kind of moving on from puppyhood and we're kind of like moving into adolescence. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that if you can work through that phase with them and like, kind of like learn together, it's really worth it. Um, because really like we don't, I don't think anyone really gets a puppy because you want a puppy specifically. You want like a dog and you want him to be part of your family, him or her. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, yeah, that's what I think he kind of developed especially over that first year. But um, more specifically, he's just like a very sweet boy and he just wants to be everyone's friend. Aww. And he's so playful and loving and like all he really wants is to just be around his people. Um, and so yeah, I think that's, that's his superpower.
0: I love that. Odin and his superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so fitting. <laughs> yeah. And I like that you're talking about how he like makes you a better person or makes you or challenges you in ways that you haven't been challenged before, but you like grow from it. I definitely agree with that and I think that puppyhood for sure um, is challenging but then I can also say that once your dog gets to be a senior or a super senior, like my Sony is here, she's 16. So you know definitely we've had to make adjustments as she gets older. But you don't really – you're like – I don't know. You don't like really think about it. You just kind of do it, right? And then once you're sort of over that or like once you've integrated that into your life where you kind of overcome that challenge, you reflect back on it and you can really appreciate how far you've come and the progress that you've made and how much you've grown as a person and as a team with your dog. And I think that's that's really cool. I think the one big thing too that dogs always teach us is – Patience.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I can't say. Yeah. For sure. And like they do test it. Like even today, me and Odin had a really trying walk together because he's still learning how to like walk on a leash. And because he's so big, but he's a baby, right? Like he's mm-hmm. this baby in a full grown body. Him pulling on a leash is a, a, like a, a much bigger deal than, you know, a 10 pound dog pulling for on sure. a leash, right? Um, so yeah, he, he definitely like tests my patience over and over again but yeah like you said you, you grow from it and uh, yeah I think you definitely become better for it and you find out how to adjust to like make things work for them.
0: Yeah it. Yours talking about how he was pulling on a leash it reminds me of there's a lot of um quite a few puppies around the neighborhood now and some of them are quite big there's like I mentioned some Doberman some like golden doodles and whenever they see Sonia walking like she has no interest she's just like no thank you I'm on my way but they always like they get so excited and they like jump and then they're like oh but she's so small so then they lie down and they try to make themselves look really small it's so Aww, cute that's <laughs> so
1: cute yeah oh like oh Odin is the same way like he sees little dogs, he's like oh like they're here to play with me but I'm like nobody like not everyone can play with
0: you (laughs) but it's good that he's it's good that he's social
1: he is and I think like that's also what I love about him he is so playful but people I mean obviously he doesn't always look like he's being playful so we have to work on him being like you know calibrated to be playful but yeah he really is like he's so sweet and just wants to be everyone's friend and I like really love that about him
0: what is he like with your with Loki are they friends do they get along
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're working on their relationship right now he (laughs) he really again he he doesn't want to hurt Loki they've like interacted before but he wants to chase Loki and he wants Loki to play with him also and Loki is kind of like Sonia where he's like I need my own space and I'm doing my own thing and I don't want you in my bubble. But I mean, Loki gives him like a little little tap on the face and get a little swat here and there and Odin's pretty good about it. So I I hope that there'll be like best friends one day that is like, would make my life. And I can always, like, I think that when Odin's a bit older I think they can be friends. But right now they're just kind of acquaintances at this point.
0: that's okay hey it's a it's a process i agree i agree yeah. i think i think they can be friends Odin will learn he'll get enough taps on the face from loki that he'll be like mm, i need to be a little bit more polite
1: <laughs> he will learn he's even going to his next like a, like a his next level obedience classes are starting this week um he oh. finished his puppy training already and they're gonna help us try and like teach him how to you know like control your excitement and it's okay to be excited but you have to be nice to other small animals so I think that'll be just like perfect
0: awesome you'll have to come back on the podcast and tell us about how he's doing give us an update and share tips and tricks that you pick up in the in the next level of training there
1: (laughs) oh my gosh for sure like it's crazy when they're this young how much progress they make in such a short amount of time
0: yeah they're they're pretty smart dogs
1: yeah very smart
0: um Alrighty. so did you want to jump in and learn about the dog that I I have prepared prepared for you to learn about
1: yes I'm so excited I've emotionally prepared myself for this dog I'm very excited to learn about it
0: awesome well I'm excited to tell you about it um I'm not sure that Usually I try to, like, pick historical dogs that remind me s- somehow of, like, the dog that we'll be talking about. I don't really think it's the case here at all. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> but um, because this is, it sounds like, well, Odin's still a puppy. So it might be later when he when he gets to be more of an adult and a little bit more... Um, uh, you know, calm, maybe a little bit more tame. He <laughs> totally. will be he'll be more like this dog, but I think it kind of sounds like maybe there are some similarities. We'll we'll get to it. Okay, so okay. And this is a good one. This is um this is a happy one because I also wanted to do one that was um I mean, they're all happy, I think, because like we we always kind of learn about the amazing things that they have brought into the world and um their legacy, but m- you know, most of the time Unfortunately, the dog in question did pass on because of a long, long, time ago, um, but this one has not, so he's Yay! still around, and he's only he's only six, and he's oh, I'm so excited already made a huge mark on the world. So, um, on this episode, we're going to be covering a dog who was named after one of the greatest and bravest pilots of all time. He robbed elbows or should I say pause with the U.S. political elite and had a bronze statue of himself erected during his lifetime. In other words, he's a very important good boy, um, but he never let that get to his head. Today, we're talking about Sully, uh, the Labrador retriever who was the service dog of George H.W. Bush, who was the 41st President of the United States of America. (sighs)
1: whoa i didn't know he had a service dog yep
0: he did um and i'll tell you in just a little bit about why um and how long for but it's a pretty pretty cool story but before we dive in i always like to tell people about what my sources are um so today we have america's vet dogs bbc Dailypause.com, and the most appropriate academic source is here is uh sully's personal instagram page <laughs> amazing
1: oh i have to check that out now
0: it's just sully hw bush <laughs> and he's he's verified <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> even better so um it's it's pretty cool would highly recommend that you check it out. So, Sully, also known as Sully H.W. Bush, was born on July 14th, 2016 in Long Island to a mother named Roxanne. Um, and When he left his brood, he was trained by America's Vet Dogs, um, and that's a charity that um, trains service dogs to go and to assist veterans and first responders who suffer from a variety of ailments, um, such as PTSD, and they actually provide these dogs at no charge, um, which is really cool because it can be very expensive to to have a service dog. Yeah. And these dogs are trained, and they're able to perform um, a plethora of different commands, Uh, which include fetching items, so like slippers or um, your pills in the bottle. Um, They can also answer a phone, which is amazing. That's cool. (laughs) Um, And they can summon help in an emergency, of course. Um, So With America's Vet Dogs is where Sully received his name. And um, I don't know, does Sully sound familiar to you at all? Kelly, like as a dog's name just as a name no i don't think so so he was named after chelsea sullenberger III, aka sally and he is very famous for um, being a u.s airways pilot who was able to safely land his plane with 155 passengers on board on the hudson river oh yeah that guy <laughs> that's crazy Yeah, they had engine failure because uh, the aircraft was struck by a um, a flock of Canada geese. (laughs) Yeah, which is like that's so weird, funny, and or like not—it's just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so he was named after the pilot. Um. So you know, with a name like that, you know, he was destined to do big things. So Sally was assigned to assist George W. A. Sorry, other way George H. W. Bush <laughs> in the summer of 2018 um, because he was participating the dog, not George H. W. Bush. He was participating in a veteran service dog program at the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. So he was like in training. Um, I think he was actually born. To in basically like America's vet dogs, they breed you know um Labrador retrievers, and he was kind of he was born into it. We'll say, right. Um. So Sully became George's, and I you know as I was typing this out, I was like, I can't believe I'm George's. Like I can't just call this man by his first name, but also I don't want to keep saying <laughs> George H. W. Bush or the president. <laughs> Um, so, Sully became Georgia's most faithful companion for the last six months um, of the 31st president's life. Um, now, after a long battle with vascular Parkinson's disease, Bush died at his home in Houston on November 30th, uh, 2018. He was 94 years old. Sully, being his loyal service dog, didn't leave his side even in death. S- so sweet. Uh, so this lab was really determined to perform his assigned duties until the very end, and he accompanied the president's remains to Washington, D.C. for the state funeral. So he went on the plane with him, and he was there the entire time. Um, And actually, a photo of Sully lying quietly next to the coffin containing the remains of his friend was shared by this guy named Jim McGrath, who was a spokesman for the Bush family. And the photo went viral, um, and Sully became famous for his unwavering devotion to his work and his human. Um, And I'll post, I'll include that photo on Masha and the dogs Instagram, but it's a pretty iconic photo of um, Sully. He's a yellow Labrador retriever laying um, in his little vest next to the coffin. um, And it's like draped with the American flag. Um, And that became pretty, pretty viral on social media. So he got, that's I think how he got famous. Yeah. Um, and Sully also visited the capital of where Bush was laying in state. Oh. yeah. So, so where we, is where is Sully now? That's a great question. So, after the funeral, Sully returned to America's Vet Dogs facility in New York, uh, and the President Bush Bush's wishes. It's a lot of shishes in there. Where <laughs> that. You know he would he would return there and so as of february 2019 sally joined the walter reed national military medical center's facility dog program in bethesda maryland uh, and following his welcome abroads abroad ceremony ceremony let me say that sentence again because that was terrible
1: that whole thing was a mouthful though you did really well
0: it is so following his welcome aboard ceremony Sully was given the rank of hospital corpsman second class HM2 and has since been promoted to first class HM1 so he's moving up in the world wow his uh, trainer Valerie Kramer stated that Sully will visit injured veterans helping to provide comfort during rehabilitation center sessions and visit with families during what can be an emotional and very difficult time so Mm. he continues um, his work as a service dog in different capacity, but he's, yeah. Uh,
1: almost like more emotional than anything.
0: Yeah. And he clearly, you know, really loved his, um, first human that he was assisting. I, I think they had a quite a close bond. Um, Sally definitely loved him, but he perf- his performing his new duties with, um, also, a lot of love and compassion. He has a lot of a lot of love to share.
1: Yeah. Oh, I bet he makes um, those people extremely happy.
0: Yeah, I think so. So on November tenth of last year, so November tenth, twenty twenty, a bronze statue of Sully was unveiled on Long Island, where Sully was born and trained. And the statue's sculptor, Susan, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Bahari. Mm -hmm. wanted to immortalize Sully and to share his courage and compassion with others through her work. She said the following in one of her interviews. This is a quote from her. I fell in love with Sully and wanted to capture in life-size bronze the beautiful loyalty and bond that our beloved president inspired in him and that was forever seared into our memories. As a sculptor known worldwide for my service animal monuments, which is, I feel like, she dropped a little bit of a brag in there, but okay, sure. <laughs> a little
1: bit, but I okay. mean, it's a, it's a niche market. She has to get those marketing things in
0: there. Yeah, she was like, this is my time to shine and let the rest of the world know that I specifically do service animal monuments. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this next part is, is sweet. She said, I feel Sully helps honor the president's legacy, wonderful groups like America's Vet Dogs, and raises awareness of all types of service animals. Oh, that's sweet. Which I think is really important because I think that unless you have a service animal, you don't always fully realize the impact that they have on people's lives and how much they're actually able to assist. Like, these dogs actually, on a daily basis, save lives. I know. And it's
1: crazy that they can be so specialized for like different needs. Like, a service dog could be anything from like emotional support to, like, you said, like, getting your medication to you it's it's crazy
0: yeah it's it's super interesting and i mean even you know um in 9 for at 911 with the world trade center tragedy tragedy there were you know at least two dogs that i know of who were service dogs um who led their humans down the the stairs when the fire alarm like were when it, well when everything was happening and they led them to safety which i think is just monumental yeah like they're able to remain calm and focused on their work so
1: yeah they're really amazing and like the training that they go through like it's just I like I I would love to learn more about how they get trained for these specific tasks because I just like sometimes it seems so intuitive to them which seems like it would be really hard to teach but maybe they just have some sort of like you know helping instinct in them or something that makes them so good at it
0: yeah, I I I think so. And um, but it does definitely take like special a special kind of dog to be able to do that work. And not all of them that are in these programs qualify, right?
1: Yeah, I remember when I went to college, they had a program there where they trained service animals, and uh,
0: I feel like there were a
1: lot of like labs and golden retrievers. Those yeah. seem to be like the top two. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, all right so just to wrap up here so despite being uh, commemorated for his work with life-size bronze statues Sully stays humble and continues to work alongside his fellow service dogs to assist with physical and occupational therapy to wounded soldiers and active duty personnel during their journey to recovery at walter reed bethesda um, his handler is a volunteer active duty corpsman who ha- who was basically selected to participate in a training program um, that allowed him to to become a handler, and Sully lives with that handler while on duty at the facility. I don't really know like what the sort of plan is like once he retires. He might be. I think usually they will um, allow the handlers to have the opportunity to adopt the dog once they're done. But
1: yeah, I think that's usually what happens.
0: Yeah, and in July of 2022, Sully will turn six. He's still he's still young. He's so young. He's so young still, and he already has a statue of him. Yeah, he's. Uh, listen, what when a you guy. Name, when you get named apparently after one of the world's greatest pilots, you <laughs> you it's really he, he lived up to the name, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and so like I mentioned earlier, but you can actually follow Sully on Instagram and see what kind of important things he's up to. So on Instagram, and I will I will tag him just so that people can kind of click on it but it's sully hw bush
1: okay i'll have to look i need well, I obviously i need to see the viral picture but more importantly i think i need to see the statue
0: yeah it's um it's it's really cool and i think you can actually buy um like a little replica statue uh on america's vet dogs and i think that the money goes um to to that charity to help them. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. So that's Sully. I know it was uh, short and sweet, but I kind of felt like I just wanted to talk about a dog who was still around, still doing amazing things, still... Yeah, it's
1: cool, but, like, I don't hear many... Because um, he's almost historic, but he's, like, still around. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think the common thread here though is that sully was named after you know a great person really had big shoes to fill and odin (laughs) i mean some big
1: mythical shoes to fill
0: he sure does but i think that he can do it oh yeah i think he i think he'll
1: do it he'll be great
0: yeah so (laughs) so that's kind of um that's kind of the the story of Sally and Odin. I think that's that's pretty cute. I think I like to think that the dogs that we that I cover, like the historical dog and the dog that we're talking about, you know, with the guest dog, I think mm-hmm. I like to think that they would be good friends if they ever met.
1: Oh, I think for sure they would. I mean Odin will be anyone's friend, literally. So definitely he'd be friends with Sully.
0: Maybe Sully could teach him how to be like more calm.
1: Yeah he needs to maybe maybe once he's out of his like toddler slash teenager stage he'll Odin will learn how to be a little bit calmer
0: yes for sure (laughs) um so Becca do you have any I don't think you do because we talked about this but do you have any social media accounts that you want people to know about for Odin
1: I don't have any social media accounts nor do I have any social media accounts for Odin unfortunately but if people You're- have questions and they ask you, then we'll just have to have a, an updated progress um, chat in the future, and then hopefully I can answer their questions there.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I cannot believe that you are denying the world, Odin and his figures.
1: <laughs> Maria was traumatized when I told her that Odin did not have an Instagram, but.
0: You know, I know. I was really I was actually really quite upset. So I guess that... I was
1: so descriptive for you, so you could really envision him without having seen him on Instagram.
0: Yes. I guess <laughs> would you would you send me a picture of him so that oh, I can a hundred percent.
1: I'll send you tons of pictures.
0: Awesome. All right. So go on Masha Dot and the Dogs on Instagram to uh see Odin. This is going to be your only opportunity. <laughs> it's
1: inex- photo of Odin God of war
0: <laughs> that's right um, and I will have some pictures of Sally on there too so that you guys can see what he looks like um and yes that's that'll that'll wrap us up Thank you Pekka so much for coming on the podcast and take talking about Odin and um, everything that he has been up to you did a great job you were an amazing guest and hopefully we can have you back here on the future and give us an Odin update.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. And I
0: loved
1: learning about Sully and obviously talking about Odin because I love Odin. So I had a really great time.
0: <laughs> awesome. And thank you to all of the listeners for tuning in and listening to another great episode of Mush and the Dogs. I hope you liked um, the podcast episode. Um, feel free to go check out our Instagram, comment. Um, and until next time, but for now, Go cuddle your dog!